success to me looks like just being obedient and doing those things that you feel like, man, I have this big desire to go and do fill in the blank. Success would be going and doing it. Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Rachel Autry is an online encourager and the host of Behind the Blist podcast. She loves connecting with her friends online, encouraging them to seek Jesus in small and large ways. Through heartbreak and loss, marriage and adventure, Rachel hopes to inspire others that it's not about doing it all well at once, but rather being obedient in our next step. Rachel is an incredible podcaster, follower of Jesus, and if you follow along with her social media, you are instantly inspired. I'm so excited to have this conversation with her today and just really look forward to letting you all listen to just her incredible journey and her story. Well, I'm so excited to have Rachel here with us on the podcast. Thank you. I am so honored to be here. This is so much fun for me. Yes, you're kind of trading mics now. You're on the other side. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I love it. I always kick the podcast off with how are you surviving and thriving this week? So while you're thinking through that, I'll uh, go first. And so how am I surviving this week? Hmm. Great question. You know, it's just been a kind of a dreary winter. And so I'm trying to get all the spring feels that I can right now um, while still kind of suffering through a cold. And so um, just kind of surviving in this season of of ready for a little bit of a seasonal change. And then how am I thriving this week? Um, Well, very excited about just some big trips we have coming up. I'm really looking forward to this year of hopefully being able to travel more and get out and just see the world. It's been a huge bucket list moment to get to go to like Finland and potentially Germany and some really fun places that I personally haven't had a chance to go to. And I just feel like it's all finally aligning and I'm just really excited about what's to come. So that's how I'm surviving and thriving this week. What about you, Rachel? I love your thriving. I am so super jelly. I want to go. I'm like, I'm ready to stay at my passport. I got to go. I got <laughs> travel bug. I know. I'm like, I'm going to hop along. I like that idea. Um, good question. I am surviving. Uh, barely. Um, I am a military spouse. And so SK and I were talking before we pushed record, but I'm actually in Oklahoma and very much the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma girls are really proud to be from here. And I see why, like there's some really fabulous places. I just am not convinced that where I am is one of them quite yet. It is really, it's like a wild, wild West town. And so I'm learning just the fun little quirks about it. Um, and we're here so briefly for my husband's training that I'm really just trying to like 
find friends and find community and get plugged into a church. But it's really tough to do that when you are somewhere so brief. It, like I said, it was kind of like, I feel like I'm on vacation, but it's a super long-term vacation. So I'm just trying to find community. It's been really weird, really tough. So I'm so grateful for online community, but there's nothing like a real life hug, you know? And then I have been thriving really just in a lot of really fun things that are happening with our team on projects that we have coming up. It has been so cool. I think being even in this weird set aside season of not much going on logistically, that has given me a lot of margin to focus on some really cool ideas and dreams that I've always had that I have the time to do now. So Behind the Bliss is thriving and I am thriving because of it. So yes. Oh, I'm here for it. I love it. And I can totally relate to this whole idea of, of being a, a new place and trying to find community. We moved to Birmingham when it, like COVID had just hit. So uh, it's still yes. kind of a challenge, you know, trying to find your people and trying to get plugged yeah. in. And so I'm extending a virtual hug to you. So just Thank know you. that. <laughs> Thank you. You get it. You get yes. Me. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about you and like your background, you know, um, what makes up Rachel? Yeah, I am born and raised a Carolina girl. I grew up in South Carolina and my husband and I met each other in high school, square high school sweethearts, um, at church actually. And I grew up in a fun veggie tales home is what I call it. Like we prayed over our meals and I learned Bible study or Bible stories as a kid and just grew up in that kind of community and culture. And I love it. Um, and just some family things happened and grief kind of happened. And I share that story in several other little platforms. So maybe we can, I don't know, link it in the show notes. People are curious, but I um, kind of strayed away from the Lord and had to come back to him rock bottom. And since then, I've really just been trying to live and lean into this John 10, 10 abundant kind of life that God promises us. And so that looks like for me, practically, um, as a wife, I'm a military spouse, like I said. So we do the whole moving around thing for a quick moment. We will be back in Birmingham full time forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> in August. And so, yeah, as a spouse, that's what it looks like. Um, I just recently became a mom about a year ago, which blows my mind that this has been a whole year. But yeah, my little boy is almost one. His name is Maddox and he is one of my favorite parts of life. And I also love just sharing life and silly, goofy things, but also encouragement and just the real reels on Instagram and online on my blog and then on my podcast. So if you're curious about what life looks like, because I think for everyone behind the scenes, it looks a little nuts. I am all about sharing what that nuts looks like. And then also sharing the cool things that come from the chaos, just because that's also how life happens. So I, I just love inviting people into it all and I'm not afraid to do it. <laughs> and that's, that's really, truly me in a little bit of a spark notes version, but there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot more to me. We, we might get into later. Sure. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And it's just really interesting when you are in a place where you feel like you've hit rock bottom and then you've got to reevaluate and find mm-hmm. what um, that relationship with, with the Lord looks like. And it's different for everyone, but I think that's amazing that it's kind of come full circle for you in that way. Yeah. 
So you're an influencer and a podcaster, you know, what inspires you to go for it with the podcast behind the bliss? Because I'm a huge fan. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. I love it. And um, (laughs) I want to know more about it. Yeah, I love this story because it is, uh, it, it sometimes catches people by surprise, but we, my husband and I actually started working for a, um, really cool company. If you're from Birmingham, you probably know it, but it's called JH Ranch and it takes you out to California and then back to Birmingham, out to California, and back to Birmingham. And we moved back and forth pretty often and we loved it, but it was really tough for the summer times because I, d- I didn't work for the ranch. My husband did, I should say. Um, so the summers when we would go out to California, it was beautiful and inspiring. And I felt like I was just growing in intimacy with the Lord and loved it. But um, as far as like project wise, like what I was showing up for purpose driven kind of thing, I didn't have much. Um, and my friend at the time, she's now my best friend slash sister, but we were just kind of friends at this point. And uh, her name is Mary Scott Mercer. She is incredible. Her husband was was deployed at the same time that I was out in California. So we were both in these weird drought type seasons. Um, and she came to me with this idea of a podcast and just said, you know, what do you think if we were to start a podcast? This was three years ago, SK. So like podcasts weren't really a thing, I guess. Like no one was creating podcasts, just like the legit people had a podcast. And then I felt like it was us little girls trying to start a podcast. Yeah. Um, and we did it as really as a summer project. Um, just for fun. Like we wanted to do 10 episodes to get us through the summer, to put our minds on something bigger than maybe our current circumstance. Cause we, we both were, we're just difficult seasons for different reasons. Uh, we started the podcast and we had on some of our favorite people, just friends and family. And this community over the summer just grew. I think there wasn't a podcast out there like it at the time. And behind the bliss just became a community more than just a podcast. And so at the end of the summer, Mary Scott and I, I remember FaceTiming and we were like, I don't think we can give this up. Like, I don't feel the permission to release this quite yet. I think this is something we, at least I still need to show up for. And so we continued to do it together for about another year. Um, this became like just a bigger deal than we thought it was ever going to be and it took us both by surprise. And I loved it. And Mary Scott loves it too. But as far as what we were spending our time doing, um, it wasn't something she wanted to take full time on her own plate. So Mary Scott stepped away about two years ago, and that is how Behind the Bliss came to be. And so now it is me and Emily and Carly. And yeah, so it's it's funny when people say what inspired you to go for it. I'm like, I did it. (laughs) My friend convinced (laughs) me. And I love the fact that she did because life would not be what it is today if she hadn't had taken that risk and then like you're the girl like do it with me so I'm so grateful for Mary Scott for that yeah that's awesome that's really cool to kind of you never know what you're getting yourself into and sometimes you just have to go for it and I think that's That's right just incredible so what does it mean to be met in your mess and how do you strive to help others through it yeah so we say that we are met in our mess on behind the bliss that's kind of one of our phrases we started with and it has just stuck and to me, when we first started thinking through this phrase, like, hey, you're met in your mess, um, it's, it's multifaceted. Like, it's a lot more than what it seems. Um, so to me, being met in your mess means, hey, Rachel, I see you on your worst days. Like, you were 
you're there and you're in a really messy and maybe difficult place in life, but you're not alone and that there's someone who wants to meet you there. And that is the person of Jesus. And he offers us his comfort through lots of different ways, but being met in your mess is almost a reminder for myself that although this situation, circumstance, season, relationship, whatever might be really messy and I cannot untangle it myself, someone is meeting me there. And I have an opportunity to accept Jesus every single day into my life. It's not just a one moment kind of thing. But then it also is a cool promise that although you are in the mess, someone's meeting you there and they're not meeting you in your mess to stay in the mess with you. They're there to rescue you and help you out of it. So it's almost to a promise of this is what today is like, but this is not what the rest of your days will be. And I really just want to help other people recognize that, that life can feel so lonely and so messy. And like, even what we were talking about earlier, like our surviving moments, those, those are the messy parts of life, but there's so much more that's for us. And I want to help other people recognize that, that there's so much more out there than maybe what you're currently facing. So lean in, you can do it. Um, And it sounds super cheesy, but you truly are met in that mess. Yes. No, that's powerful. I mean, that gives me chills because I think we all have stuff, right? We all have baggage. We've all have these moments that are not beautiful. <laughs> and yeah. I think social media at times can really project the sense of, of a, perf- a perfect life, you know, perfectionist tendencies to have this beautiful curated, you know, grid or, or whatever you're on in terms of your social platform. But I think there's something really authentic about showing up even when things are messy. And so I think that's That's just beautiful. So, yeah. So you mentioned previously, you're an air force wife, a mom and a podcaster. How do you manage to juggle all of the things? Like what what are your (laughs) tips? Please tell me I need, I need more of that in my life. I don't juggle all the things. That's the thing. I feel very much like I have to pick up things and put them down. Um, and I say, I like take this with a grain of salt, obviously, like I'm not just avoiding being a mom and then tapping into being a mom. I'm very much mom 24 seven and I will always be a mom for the rest of my life. And, um, I won't ever stop thinking about my kids and I won't ever stop thinking about my husband and his dreams and mine and championing all of it. Um, but something someone recently has told me that I think is brilliant is we are all juggling. So almost picture someone with all these balls that they're throwing up in the air and trying to catch throwing up in the air, trying to catch. We are going to drop balls. Like that's just who we are. We're nature, just ball droppers <laughs> and we're humans and we make mistakes and we have faults and flaws and we mess up relationships. We have to apologize. That's just who we are. And so I think the pressure of coming to this idea of juggling balls is really tricky because the expectation is you don't ever drop them. So one. Um, I had to admit and come to terms with the fact that I am not going to be able to juggle them all at the same time. I'm going to have to put some down and pick them back up. And also not all of the balls are the same. So like also in my mind, when I think of juggling, I think of like all these plastic balls, but some of them are plastic. Some of them in life are rubber and they're going to bounce. They won't just drop. Some of them are glass. If you drop them, they will shatter. And so it's almost up to us to take responsibility over the things in our life and figure out what, what are plastic, what are rubber and going to bounce back and what are glass and what will shatter. And I, after taking that inventory of my life, feel like, okay, 
I am called to be one child of God. So like, am I spending time with the Lord? Two, I'm called to be a wife and a champion, my husband. Then after that, I'm here to keep my human, my little mini man alive, <laughs> like thriving in life. And then after that come my career or dreams or whatever. And um, I mean, whoever you are listening to this, like you put this out all in your own priority list, take inventory of your own life. But for me, I had to recognize what are the, what of those, if I were to drop them, wouldn't come back in my hands. Like which of those, if I dropped them would take more time to put back together. And then from there, I can almost, I guess, get a real life, realistic idea of what it's like to juggle all the things. So yeah, like for example, um, I am, well, the team is going to Oklahoma city. Everyone's flying and meeting each other there. Um, the behind the bliss team, I should say, there are lots of teams in my life. So the behind the bliss team, we're all meeting each other in Oklahoma city and we're all bringing our kids. Cause Emily and I are both moms and that's what life looks like for us right now. And so we can be working moms at the same time. It's one of those, like you don't just do the work weekend and leave your kid at home and you don't just leave your kid at home and stay with your kid and not do the work weekend. Like you can do both. You can do all. It just looks different. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes we can get kind of compartmentalized <laughs> in a lot uh-huh. of ways. Like it's like, I can't have the career and the child. Like I can't have the child in a career. And it's like, no. You can have both. It's just a matter of figuring out what works for you and your family. Um, And I think that's a, that's a struggle for a lot of women out there who are trying to decide when do I really want to begin my family? Um, Mm -hmm. So for you as a, as a, as a new mom, I should say of a year, what has been some of the the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? Mm. (laughs) I just was having this conversation with a friend this morning. Um, I feel like if you ask me this question tomorrow, it would probably be different than my answer today. So just like I am learning every single day something new and different, which is one of my favorite parts of motherhood. Like just having to deny myself and recognize I don't know it all and ask for help and all of those things that you read about in the mom books that you might buy. <laughs> but more than that, I also recognize myself as yes, I'm Maddox's mom, but Maddox is not all fully mine. And I have had to release Maddox to the Lord and recognize that God cares more about this kid than I ever could have imagined caring for him and loving him, which blows my mind because he is like, wow, I could do anything for him. I would do anything for him. Um, But even more so like God cares for him. And so at the end of the night, when I give him a kiss and I lay him in his crib. I recognize that like, there's probably somewhere in that day I messed up. Like I probably wasn't patient enough or I probably had my hands or had my phone in my hands more often than I would have wanted to when I was playing with him or whatever. Like something probably happened today, whether I recognize it or not, whether he recognizes it or not, that wasn't my best version of myself. And he obviously deserves more, but I'm a human and I'm going to fail him just like anybody else. And so at the end of the night, I love laying him down and just praying and saying a quick prayer that just looks like God fill in the gaps. Like, I know I left some gaps today. So would you just fill them in and you feel like filling them in is going to be more abundant than I could have ever even did my 100%. So that's something new I'm learning in motherhood is being okay with my shortcomings. Um, but not just being like, oh, like I'll have grace for myself. Like 
I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drop the balls like we were saying earlier with juggling, but taking it one step further and being like, yeah, I'm going to miss it, but there's somebody else who's going to catch it. And that's God. And so inviting him into those moments has been one of my favorite things and has brought me so much more peace in this whole mom process because I'm just trying to figure it all out. Hey friends, have you heard about Lush? I am a big fan of this particular company because they live out their brand promise. Lush believes in making effective products from fresh organic fruit and vegetables, the finest essential oils and safe synthetics. I recently received a gift set from a family member and absolutely loved the overall experience. Let's make self-care a priority this season. Treat yourself and buy your next bath bomb, bubble bar, or body scrub from Lush online or in stores. So COVID has happened, obviously. The pandemic is a thing. Has this affected you professionally or personally? Like, what has that looked like, Um, especially with traveling and moving around a good bit, which you've mentioned previously in the podcast? How, How has it affected you or has it? Yeah, girl. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure everybody could say this, but it is wild. It has rocked our world in a lot of ways. Um, in one way, like the military obviously is is taking this and the precautions a lot more strictly than maybe other people's professions do. So um, because things have just changed logistically a lot for Thomas, it means things have logistically changed a lot for all of us um, with the moving and Long story short, my husband is a pilot in the Air Force, and he has to go through several different trainings to be able to fly the aircraft that he will be flying for his career. And so that's why we're here in Oklahoma. That's why we were in Mississippi before here. Um, And then we'll be finished with all of it in August. And it was so strange because actually um, the... the COVID, LOL, coronavirus hit like right before... Thomas left for what's called officer training school, which was at the very beginning of this whole training process. Um, It's basically like a basic training, but for officers in the military, it's like so hard to describe it in civilian terms. So I'm not even going to try. Basically, he left me for about, I don't know, I don't remember if it was two or three months. So I'm just going to say two, but he left me for a few months and right after the pandemic hit. And I remember Maddox wasn't even a thing yet. He wasn't even a thought. So it just was me and my dog and for with each other for like two or three months. And Thomas and I could only FaceTime. Um, I couldn't even send him packages or like mail because they were so worried about contamination and like things getting onto the base. And I mean, even the training for him was super wild and it was a really lonely season as it was for probably anybody. Anyone listening is like, yeah, girl, me too. It was hard. Um, but being alone with an animal for like two to three months in your house. Um, it, it like caused me to come to my knees on a lot of things in life that I needed to, to be on my face about and like pray really thoroughly through. And so I, I hate the C word so much. I even, I like, I hate talking about COVID, but at the same time, I'm so grateful for what it has done in my life by slowing me down revealing things to me about myself I never would have known if I hadn't been placed in this sticky situation, if any of us had been placed in this sticky situation. And then professionally, it was really, it was tough and cool. I don't know how to describe it. So the cool thing about my podcast is that I have a lot of um, authors, musicians, a lot of my faith heroes 
join me in interviews. And so when COVID hit, obviously all these authors couldn't have their book signings or their book tour that they had planned. So all the publishers and the agents were kind of freaking out. How are we going to get the information out about their book if they're not going places and going on these tours? And so the podcast guest list, like it got cranked up a few notches at a time. And we were getting like 20 pitches a week and everyone was asking to be on the show. And it was so much fun because I'd never experienced that rush of just like people wanting to join the podcast. Um, So that was really cool. But it was also really hard and really sad because we had just started doing live events and we went to a few different cities that fall. And man, I mean, my heart is still crushed about it because that was like, that is really, truly my favorite part of the podcast is going and doing live events in different cities. And obviously that literally became illegal overnight. So we had to cancel and pivot. So it was awesome and it was hard all at the same time, which I think anything in life is going to be that way, but especially the pandemic, it just was so strange. Everything in life shifted. I think that everyone could say that too, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I think it definitely made all of us kind of stop and (laughs) find moments of stillness. And as much as I was frustrated with all the misinformation or just like held up in my home, still working through it all. You know, I think it kind of reminds you and puts into perspective, like what's important in life. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes yeah. you stop and reevaluate, like kind of like what you said, but I, I think there's always a way forward. You know, I think you just have to get even more creative, you know, is two so steps good. forward, yeah. three steps back, but then, you know, you can zig and zag along the way. Like, I think that there, there's a time where you can two-step it, you know, like, That's cool. um, yeah. I just, that was something that is a continuation of, of the things that are unfolding right now in my life, at least it kind of just puts everything into perspective and it makes you realize, okay, if not now, then when, um, so I have to ask, you know, if you could give your 16, 21 and 25 year old self, any advice along the way, what would it be? Would it be different? Would it be the same? Like kind of break that down for us. Ooh, that is a good question. Truly, I wish that I could go back and tell myself, or not even tell myself. I think I just would be like, give me your hands. And I would probably give myself my hands. And I just would like pry them open and be like, okay, just do that. Just stay open. Because I feel like I had, and sometimes even still catch myself um, with this five year plan. And um, not even business, but as I have these assumptions of what my life is going to look like or expectations of what tomorrow will hold. And that's not fair for anyone. Um, it's not fair for myself. It's not fair for the people around me because I'm probably going to get frustrated if my expectations are missed. And I think my 16 year old self had an idea of what college would look like, would have an idea of what marriage and having a family would look like. So would my 21 and 25 year old self. And it's so funny too, because um, my life actually looks completely different than I thought it was ever going to look like. Um, Thomas, like for example, Thomas and I actually broke up for two years. We dated in high school and we broke up for two years and we saw other people and we got back together. And so did I ever expect Thomas Autry and I to be married? No. Like I thought when we were done, we were done, but here we are. Um, I thought I was going to have children early on because I dreamt of being a mom and yes, like Technically, I'm still a young mom, but it took us a few years to 
get pregnant and have Maddox. And that really rocked my world. and was a tough, tough season. Um, honestly, even when I got married, Thomas was supposed to be an engineer. I never thought I was going to be a military wife. And I watched shows and I met people and I was like, that is so good. Thank you for your service, but that will not be me. But here I am in the middle of Oklahoma, like with planes flying over me every day and watching my husband walk out the door in a flight suit and talking about deployment. And that is my life. I just think it's so fun. I am so different in so many amazing ways. And life looks completely different than I ever imagined. Yet it's still my favorite life I ever could have dreamt for myself. So I think I just would go back to my 16, 21, 25 year old self and just pry my hands open and be like, let it go. Like, let it go and let God place in your hands something better, far beyond better. The Ephesians 3.20, the he is going to give you exceedingly more than all you could ever ask or imagine. So just let him do it. And the things that he did with my life and will continue doing with my life and do for yours and all of our friends listening are so much cooler than our minds could even conceive. We just need to like let go of our own expectations and stop like fighting ourselves, so that we can receive all that he has for us. And I wish I knew that. Actually, I, I needed, I needed to tell myself that today too. So I'm glad you asked the question because I think there's still things I'm holding on to that I want to look different, but I, again, have to like rely on the testimony of what my life is and what today was like. that I never imagined today looking like that. I'm so grateful it does, you know? Yes, girl. I'm over here, like amen and over here in the back <laughs> because I needed to hear that today. I don't know about anyone else, but yeah. I'm very much that girl. <laughs> and I'm has- not telling you that from like a, Hey, I figured it out. I'm telling you that as in a this is just, that's just the trick of life. And I think we, I still need to like pry my hands open every morning, pry my hands open. So yeah, don't, don't think I'm telling you this from like, I got to figure it out. I got all my tricks. <laughs> like, I know I am in that trench too. It's all a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. But I definitely can relate. Cause I was, you can even ask my friends. Like I was that girl who was like, I've got a 10 year plan and a man's not in it. <laughs> like I was one of the people unfortunately but you know we all have our quirks and so and the funniest thing is is like I was the first to get married and you know settle down and and live a life that I never really dreamt for myself and so it's just funny how God intervenes at the most interesting times in our lives and it's when we least expect it um the coolest things happen and so it's kind of in that waiting that I feel like God shows up and reveal something to us that we never even really put into our, our hearts or our thoughts, but all along it was supposed to be. Right. So true. So look, when you look back on your life after all it's said and done, what do you hope you've accomplished? Oh, I, oh my gosh. Um, I heard a song this morning that I feel like I, I've known this song for forever. And this morning, this one verse stuck out to me and I was just like doing everything I could not to like weep. It's by Stephanie Gretzinger, which is probably one of my favorites. Um, And it's a song called No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. And there's a verse that says, um, let my children tell their children and let this be their memory that all of my treasure was in heaven and you were everything to me. Meaning like she's, you know, She's singing to Jesus. She's saying, Jesus, you were everything to me. And I think that that's it. Like if I 
look back, like I hope that I would accomplish not like trophies and not like things to show other than someone looking at me being like, wow, she's in love with Jesus. And me even being like, wow, I am so in love with Jesus. And I know it sounds like really cheesy and super woo woo. And some people are like rolling their eyes, probably listening to this, like, of course you would say that, but no, but really like I, I would hope that whatever I were to accomplish, it would be because there was an overflow of what Jesus meant to me and how he showed up in my life. And anything that I were to accomplish would hopefully like bring someone and introduce them to who my God is. And that my children would tell their kids and they would tell their kids that like, Hey, your mom, like your great, great grandmother, she like was obsessed with Jesus and like, look at what happened in her life. And I truly, I know, like I, I am saying it and I'm like, vomit, but like, really, like, I think that that's what I'm not saying that because I'm on a podcast (laughs) saying that because that really is the desire of my heart. And at the end of the day, my best days have been days where I didn't do anything really, but I loved my people well and was able to share something with a stranger or encourage a friend, even if like behind the bliss didn't happen and the girl boss thing didn't happen and all the things didn't happen. Like, Hey, at least someone saw a glimpse of Jesus because of me showing up as my best version of myself and introducing them to him. So I know it's probably not the answer you're looking for. You probably were looking for something a little bit more cool and like, Oh, I would hope that my podcast is, but really like, I think that when you do focus on something and you focus on really like the father things kind of fall into the places they should like we were saying earlier with keeping your hands open and just being in love with Jesus and things become easier things become more black and white like you can see things more clearly and then therefore things are just easier to accomplish no i think that that's spot on and um very just eye opening and and humbling. I mean, I love that answer. So please don't apologize for that. It was it's a really cool answer. <laughs> the song, but you got to listen to the whole song. Yeah. It's no one ever cared for me like Jesus. It is so good. It is so good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out for sure. Yeah. So what's next for you and and for Behind the Bliss? Next for me and Behind the Bliss. I feel like I'm finally back on the saddle after taking a long break of um just trying to figure out what life would look like with Maddox and this little merge that we're doing. Um, And so exciting things are in store for Behind the Bliss. I think it's becoming a little bit more appropriate and um, I guess just more accepted for live events. So we are actually planning some live events that might be coming to a city near you. And I'm really excited about that. Um, Yeah, we have some really neat um, projects happening with apparel, things that you can wear and sport around. I'm not calling it merchandise because there's only one thing that actually says behind the bliss. The rest of it is just like really cool, freaking cute, encouraging apparel. And I'm just really excited about it. My last question, which is probably my favorite question of all the questions I ask everyone, but because I think it's such an important question and everyone has such a different answer. And I think that's what makes it so special and unique. Uh-huh. But how would you define success for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, I would define success for me 
as uh, the feeling that you get when you lay your head down at night and knew that you were the best version of yourself, which could mean that you did everything on your do-do list. It could mean that you had a brave conversation um, with someone in your family, or maybe you just faced something that was scary that eventually would bring you peace. I think success could also look like um, really overall, generally success to me looks like just being obedient and doing those things that you feel like, man, I have this big desire to go and do fill in the blank. Success would be going and doing it. Success would be, even if you fail, like you'd still be, it would still be a success because you would have learned something. You would have seen something. You would know new things. You would have met new people. I think success really means like going for it and showing up as the best version of yourself. I love that. I think that's a very true and accurate way of looking at success. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I want, I'm so interested. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to other episodes, see what other people said. Cause that is yes. one of my favorite questions I've ever been asked. Oh, yay. Yeah. I even have an yeah. episode all about, uh, what it means to be successful from my perspective. So go check it out. Shameless. Oh, yeah, plug. I will. I'll put it, it up. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. So I'll check it out. Please do. Yes. All right. Well, now it's time for the leading ladies. We love rapid fire game. Get excited. Woohoo. Yeah. I'm pumped. <laughs> So basically, I'm going to shout out a bunch of adjectives, and I would love for you to share ladies in your life who you feel like are living out this adjective, and just a quick description about who they are, and we'll keep it moving. Are you ready for this? I think I am. I'm like, what if I can't think of a woman? (laughs) You've got this. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. Let's do it. So the first word is humble. Oh, Ellie Holcomb. Um, Ellie Holcomb, she is a musician. She's in Nashville. Um, she is so rad and, but she doesn't, she doesn't act like she's really cool. If that makes sense. But she is probably one of the legitimately coolest person people I've ever met. She's just really cool and nonchalant. I actually met her in a Madewell randomly. Um, and then recently had her on my podcast. And so she is like, walking around the store and you wouldn't know she is something special but she is just the coolest person in my mind so yes i love it if you know you know yeah, if you know you know yes <laughs> next uh few words are servant leader jen laduke um jen laduke she's actually in birmingham and sk you need i need to like link y'all up because she is One of my favorite women because of this, she is a servant leader. Um, She just shows up and champions people so well. She is the wife of the director of JH Ranch, um, Jonathan LaDuke. Um, And she just does really hard things really, really well and has lived a really, really cool life that in my, I'm like, when I grow up, I want to be Jim LaDuke, but it's because she serves her people well. And she is like a contagious person and naturally is a trendsetter and leads people well too. So Jen LaDuke, servant leader. Next word is generous. Oh, um, Megan Smalley. Meg. Uh, she's so cool. She um, actually started Scarlet and Gold. She also has written some really cool journals and books on her um, journey through infertility. She's amazing. She's a really cool follow online if you haven't followed her. But um, Megan and I have recently, um, I guess really like the past two years, become friends. 
and we host Zoom meetings, just the two of us, and we just spill all of our secrets. And I feel like that's a really um, precious thing in the world that I am in, where I feel like everyone keeps their secrets and like what makes them, you know, grow in business. They're like, you got to figure it out yourself. But like Megan is, Megan is just the girl that just spills all the beans and answers all my questions thoroughly and vulnerably and I just so appreciate her and generosity does not always have to be money it could totally be your thoughts and your minds and she has just the most generous spirit so Megan I love you <laughs> next word is inspiring Ooh, uh Jess Connolly another really fun follow online um Jess is Oh gosh, she's a lot of things, but one of my favorite things about her is she is an author. She recently wrote a book and um, published it. It's called Breaking Free from Body Shame. And I would consider her inspiring because she like is the kind of girl that rocks your world with her words. Like she will say something and you're like, oh, I've never thought about it that way before. And it'll almost redefine everything you've ever thought about life. Um, that is Jess and she is so much fun. So she's inspiring with her words and the way she lives her life and has truly like created an inspiring movement about what it looks like to honor our bodies as Christ would. And it is, she's just so cool. So Jess Connolly for inspiring for sure. Awesome. Last but not least, creative. Okay. Creative makes me think of like literally off the bat. Um, I don't know if you follow her. I don't, oh. I keep talking about people we should follow. Um, Morgan Harper Nichols. She is a poet, but she also is an artist and she like does really cool art with her poetry. It's really hard to describe. You kind of just have to see it. But Morgan Harper Nichols, she is on Instagram, literally like, she's so cool, but she's so creative. Like she'll think of words, put together words that you're in your mind reading it. You think, why have I never thought about saying it that way before? She's just so cool and creative. Um, Shameless Plug actually just recorded a podcast interview with her yesterday and I actually fangirled, like got red rash. Like <laughs> I was so excited. Um, so maybe that's why I thought of her first off because she's recent, but, uh, Morgan Harper Nichols is very creative. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah. Well, that ends the leading ladies we love rapid fire game. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, did I win? Yes, you won the <laughs> prize. Little did you the know. The Enneagram 3 in me is like, but did it count? Yes. <laughs> well, I can, I'm Enneagram 3, so you're in great company. <laughs> yeah. Okay, three tonight. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. I just really enjoyed kind of getting to know you and pick your brain and hear your heart. For the Lord, it has been such a fun time talking with you. Before we go, can you please share with our listeners your shameless plug so they can follow you and listen along and get to know you better? Yeah, I would love to. Um, you are more than welcome. I would love for people to join me over on Instagram. My username is rachel.autry, A-W-T-R-E-Y. And then you can also visit rachelautry.com. It's where lots of things are stored permanently. Like if you wanted to go and truly search anything on my blog, I hope to have something about it. Um, and I also, like I said earlier, text bestie to five, five, four, 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 and you'll get signed up for all the inside scoop on lots of cool things that are happening that I would love for you and your people to be part of. So bestie five, five, four, four, four. 
Oh, definitely. Um, thank you so, so much, Rachel. Um, I know this is just the beginning for you behind the bliss and cannot wait to hopefully get to attend one of your next events soon. Yes. I will totally let you know we're in Birmingham. I'll save yes. you a seat. Like Please this do. is for SK. <laughs> well, I wish you all the best and thank you so much. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was a true honor for sure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.